Welcome to C3 Church, Queens Beach. We believe Jesus Christ gives life to the full and we are called to live it and share it. We pray you enjoyed this message today. Talk about the angels that declared the birth of our son Jesus. We've got a couple of little angels here, Shari and Emily. Let's give it up for Shari and Emily. Beautiful singing there. And the blokes aren't bad either, are they? Yeah. I wouldn't use the word angel. Angel. was my privilege this morning to share uh, a word uh, about Christmas and, and what it means and, and the heart of God behind uh, Christmas. And I watched a video during the week and it was one of those uh, Vox Pops, you know, what does Christmas mean to you, um, with a lot of adolescents and pretty much 90% of the answer was presents, uh, which is, yeah, okay, on one hand you might think, eh. on the other hand you go, you know what, let's not stress about it. What are presents about? Presents are about goodwill. Presents are about, I esteem you. Presents are about, I want to bless you. It's an expression of our love. And uh, so it's not a bad symbol of what Christmas is all about, to exchange those presents. And uh, sometimes those gifts are expected, and sometimes, sometimes those gifts are unexpected. And uh, expected presents, uh, you know, I'm a dad. I often expect presents. Because come around September or October, you know, we might need a new frying pan. And, you know, I'm going, oh, I don't want to spend money on a frying pan. I'll tell you what, give it to me for Christmas. Right? Christmas comes around, there's no surprise there. I know exactly what I'm getting. My wife knows what she's getting for Christmas, mostly, because <laughs> she's wearing them this morning. Right? <laughs> I outsource any clothing presents to my wife. Right? If you want... I didn't get to give the marriage tip, but that's my marriage tip. Men, outsource any clothing purchases to your wife and you you will not be disappointed. Sometimes we're disappointed with that unexpected gift, you know, and we've got to try and make sure that our eyes are doing what our mouth does, which is, you know, oh, thank you, but we've got to make sure our eyes are doing (laughs) the same thing. I remember one of my regrets in life, I remember my brother's... uh, my brother's expression, I thought it was funny, but he didn't. He was 19, I was about 10. He just bought his car and I gave him a little car ornament. But I stuck it in a big box, a big old stereo box. So he, I thought it was funny, but I packed it up. But he thought he was getting a stereo, you know, big stereo. And then he opened it up and there was a little car ornament. You know. And I saw his face. He didn't do a good job of, you know, hiding the unexpected disappointment. Um, and and I, I still see that and I still regret. But sometimes, you know, we get expected, they're unexpected. Uh, how about this? I come and give you your, your Christmas present, Joanne, and I go, here you are. Here's your present. It's a baby. His, his name's Graham, you know. And I wrapped up the baby. There you go. That would be an unexpected present, you know? not something you would necessarily welcome. But that's the unexpected, that's the present that God has given to us. Christmas is based upon the unexpected presence of God himself upon earth given to us for the sake of our sins. No ordinary baby. Israel was expecting, the scriptures did prophesy that there would be a saviour who would come into the world, but they were expecting a mighty warrior who would deliver them from the hand of the oppressors. They weren't expecting a baby. But this is no ordinary baby. This is a baby born of a virgin. This is a baby born of the Holy Spirit. This is a baby that when he is born, a star suddenly appears in the universe. 
that's noticed by three kings from afar who then travel that distance to see him. He's welcomed by an angelic choir. And sometimes we see those paintings and we see the angels. But it says the sky was filled with the angels. Can you imagine the sky being filled with these wonderful angelic beings to declare that the Saviour has been born? There were shepherds there. The current king feared him so much that he sought to kill the baby. Prophecy after prophecy fulfilled by the birth of Jesus and then God himself. What a miracle. In fact, the whole Christmas story is a reminder that all things are possible with God. In two of the announcements for the birth of Jesus, one comes to Zechariah, who's the father of uh, John the Baptist, and the angel says, you're going to have a baby. And Zechariah says, that's not possible, I'm too old. And the angel says, remember that with God, all things are possible. What is Christmas rooted in? All things are possible with God. Then the angel goes to Mary and says, you're going to have a baby of the Holy Spirit. And Mary goes, but I'm too young. And what's the angel's reply? All things are possible with the Lord. And so we remind ourselves at Christmas that no matter our situation, our circumstance, our challenge, Christmas tells us that with God, all things are possible. And so when he appeared, when Jesus appeared, we begin to understand God's amazing love for us, the most powerful miracle that we need in our life is that sudden revelation of God's amazing love for each one of us and in that love all things are possible. Nicole mentioned about Christmas carols. Uh, I've got my favourite is Hark the Herald, okay, I won't preach on that because I preach on it all the time and everyone knows that but I do love O Holy Night and it's probably the line which hits me most out of all the carols. And it starts off with, O oh, oh, Holy Night, the stars are brightly shining. It is the night of our dear Saviour's birth. Long lay the world in sin and error pining. And from the day of Adam, when Adam rejected God, when Adam looks at God, looks him in the eye and says, you know what, I actually don't believe you. I actually believe this guy over here. I actually believe the snake. I actually don't, I believe the snake, I believe the devil, and I believe I'm as good as you. And I believe I can be, from that moment on, something fractured in the heavenlies, something fractured in the spiritual realm, something broke. We became broken vessels that only God could put back together. And from that moment on, right through history, through sin and through that era, all of the human race was pining, not knowing what was wrong, but pining for something more. And if you're a believer, if you've made Jesus Christ your Lord and Saviour, let me tell you this, let me remind you, it's Christmas every day. We should be seeing Christmas carols all through the year, uh, declaring who God is. And then it goes on to say, um, Long lay the world in sin and error pining till he appeared. And then the world, the soul felt its worth. All of a sudden we become aware of how loved we are by God our Father. The Christmas story is about God's affirmation of our place in his heart. I'm not quite sure why his timing is what his timing is, why it took those, those thousands of years, but the Bible tells us that because of his kindness and at just the right time, Jesus, the Son of God, appeared to save us from our sins. What is behind God's heart? His kindness towards us. 
and his perfect timing for each every and every one of us in no matter what situation and circumstance we are and so jesus appears god comes from heaven to earth and sometimes we can fall into that 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 error thinking where we think being a christian being a son of god is all about somehow getting myself right if i can tick all the boxes then i'm going to get to heaven and christmas is really reminding us that it's actually the opposite mostly what is god trying to do not not mostly 100 percent of the time what is god trying to do come down to us god is all about making a place on earth amongst us and within us so whilst it's not really expected there's a flurry of announcements as the birth of jesus approaches the angels declare it to the shepherds the angel appears to mary the angel appears to zechariah and then the angel appears to joseph in matthew chapter one i've got a soft spot for joseph joseph's a dad and the angel announces to joseph perhaps the two greatest acts of love the world has known let me read to you from matthew chapter one but after he had considered this, this is Joseph thinking, Mary's pregnant and that's not what should be happening. I'm going to quietly put her aside. And he says, after he had considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary home as your wife, because what is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. And she will give birth to a son and you are to call him Jesus because he will save his people from their sins and all this took place to fulfill what the Lord had said through the prophet for the virgin will conceive and give birth to a son and they will call him Emmanuel which means God is with us and so we see in that announcement we see in that prophecy if you like the two greatest acts of love the world has known the two great acts of love that bookend the life of Jesus he is going to save us from our sins and on the cross that's exactly what he does and he is going to appear and be amongst us he's going to come from heaven the word will be made flesh and will dwell amongst us the two tangible physical acts of god's commitment and dedication to our salvation and to our restoration god asks us to trust him but not before he's placed himself as a baby into the arms of mary and and joseph so number one he will be jesus he will save us from our sins so when we look at jesus in the manger in the nativities what do we behold baby jesus yes that's lovely we behold our mighty savior the one destined to save every person every life that was ever lived for all time from their sin one drop of his blood is all that is needed that's how powerful our mighty savior is the problems of this world are not political because then god would have sent a politician to save us they're not economic they're not financially would have sent an economist they're not psychological or environmental he would have sent an environmentalist with some sort of mindfulness degree or whatever i don't know jesus could probably tick, tick that box actually our problems are sin and our rejection of god and our ungodly and unholy thoughts and actions that pervade us thank you we have a savior because that's the only solution that we have so god sent a savior to save us from our chosen path of sin and rejection great verse in romans he who knew no sin jesus became sin for us that we might become the righteousness 
of God. And so in Hebrews chapter 10, we read this. Therefore, when Christ came into the world, he said, so Jesus said, I don't know, we can imagine it, just as he left heaven, saying goodbye to the angels, I'm just going down, I'll be back up in about 33 years. He said, as he left, probably to God the Father, because Jesus' motivation was always been to restore us to the Father's heart because he loves us so much. And his heart was always for us, pining that we were separated from that love and his heart was wanting to restore us and there was only one way to do it. There had to be a perfect sacrifice of someone who was sinless. And so when Jesus came into the world, he said, sacrifice and offering you did not desire, but a body you prepared for me. With burnt offerings, with all those dead lambs, those dead bulls, those dead goats, they really couldn't do the job. They could hold it off until God in his kindness and God in his perfect timing gave us Jesus. So then I said, Jesus said, here I am. I have come to do your will, my God. Give me that body that you have prepared for me. And verse 10. And so by that will, we have been made holy through the sacrifice of the body of Jesus Christ once and for all. He was born sinless. He remained sinless. He was pure. He was the perfect sacrifice, the only way for us to be restored back to our Heavenly Father, the only way to remove our sin. And so on our behalf, he defeated sin and death. We look at Jesus as the baby. Here is the one who will take away our sin. And the expression of that love we find on the cross, when he takes every sin from every person for all time. Nicole preached this last week, every person, everywhere, and Jesus bears that on the cross. But good news, having died and buried, he rises from the dead and gives us the amazing gift of eternal life, which would not be possible unless he stepped into that body when he left heaven and presented himself on earth. We owe him such a debt. We owe him such a debt of love. And then the angel says, and you will call him Emmanuel. He won't just be Jesus, he will be Emmanuel, which means God is with us. And so we come to the other amazing act of love, which is that Jesus was prepared to step out of heaven. He was omnipotent. He was all-powerful. He was omniscient. He knew everything. He was omnipresent. He was everywhere. But he sacrifices that to take on the form of a human, to be born as flesh and blood. And to be restricted to a little baby. He who knew everything has only got a few reflexes going on. He who was everywhere is now restricted into the little, I don't know, two or three kilos. Is that what babies are? Two or three kilos. He who was all-powerful is now totally helpless. And that's his commitment. The cross is an amazing sacrifice. But to step out of heaven and forego your, 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 your body there... If it's, I don't know, uh, but to take on a physical body, there we have it. Why? To be with us, because we're the beloved of God. To teach us, to touch us, to prove that God is faithful to his promises, to live as we live, to be like us, to share our experience, to understand our temptations, 
to understand the cries of a heart, to understand our emotions. And we only need to read how Jesus was in the Garden of Gethsemane before the cross to know how human he was, crying out to God. When you cry out to God, he understands. Jesus understands because he was born as a man. He can comfort us. I know, he can say. I understand, he says. And his heart goes out to each one of us. We call him Jesus because he will save us from our sins. And we call him Emmanuel because he is with us under all circumstances to lift us up, to encourage us, to never forsake us. We have the saviour of heaven alongside us and within us. So this Christmas we don't behold a baby in a manger. We behold our king, the king of heaven. We behold our saviour, the saviour of all mankind. We behold the love of God manifest before us. I love Isaiah chapter 9, verses 6 to 7. It's the classic Christmas prophecy of Jesus. And I want to read through it because I think it, first of all, declares who Jesus is and it reminds us of how big and beyond our imagination it is. And this Christmas, my encouragement is to pause and to take time. That's beautiful Jesus in a manger. No, it's powerful Jesus in a manger. That's cute, lovely Jesus. Yes, he's cute and he's lovely, but he's the almighty. He's got authority. He's got kingship and he's come with two, peop- two purposes, to defeat sin and to defeat death. And we see the first step of that in the manger. And he comes to remind us that he is with us in every situation and circumstance. So from verse 2, Yani, I'm changing the order. So the people walking in darkness have seen a great light. Of those living in the land of deep darkness, a light has dawned. For you have enlarged the nation, you have increased their joy. I was going to switch it around. We rejoice before you as people rejoice at the harvest. We rejoice as warriors dividing the plunder. For as in the day of Midian's defeat, you've shattered the yoke that burdens them, the bar across their shoulders, the rod of their oppressor, sin and death. For every warrior's boot used in battle and every garment rolled in blood will be destined for burning and will be fuel for the fire. What's the prophet trying to tell us? This is how you think of the birth of your saviour. It's going to be like when you bring the harvest in. It's all about abundance. It's all about bountifulness, if that is a word. It's going to be like when warriors divide the plunder. It's like victory. Christmas is a victory. It's about having authority. It's about no longer being held down by the ways of this world, no longer being held down by sin and death and everything that comes with that. It's going to be like this. It's going to be like the yoke has lifted off you, the burden has lifted off you, speaking of freedom. And it's going to be like this. Every warrior's boot used in battle is going to be destined for burning and fuel for the fire speaks of a future filled with the hope of the presence of God in our heart. Abundance, bountifulness, victory, authority, freedom and a future filled with help. That is what we find resting in the manger. For to us a child is born and to us 
a son is given. I'm just imagining there are cheers out there now. And the government will be on his shoulders and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father and the Prince of Peace. And of the greatness of your government, Jesus, and peace there will be no end for you will reign on David's throne. You will reign over his kingdom. You will establish it and you will uphold it with justice and righteousness from that time on and forever. And the zeal of the Lord Almighty will accomplish this. Sometimes I think that zeal is his love for us. Sometimes I think that zeal is his disappointment and broken heart at what happened way back in the Garden of Eden. But his zeal has accomplished this. He sent his only son to be the sacrifice that restores us to his heart. And so Jesus comes. God never promised us... Wait till I finish the sentence. God never promised us love, faith, joy and peace. He promised us a saviour. He promised us a child. That was his promise. Through that saviour, through that child, that we enjoy the love, faith, peace and joy that we all need. He didn't promise it to us. He promised us a saviour through whom that would come. We cannot leave Jesus out of our lives. We can't go around him. I saw a poster the other day, come and discover the sacred self. You won't discover the sacred self. You only discover it, your sacred self through making Jesus Christ your Lord and your saviour. Striving for those things apart from Jesus will be vain and you will be disappointed and as empty as when you started. Christmas reminds us our starting point, our finish point, our all-in-all point is Jesus Christ who came to die for our sins. It's Jesus Christ, our Emmanuel, with us through every situation, every circumstance, with the love of God. Clap the musicians, please. And so as we come to the end of our last service, I want to pray a blessing over us from the book of Ephesians. But before I do that, I want to remind you about how presents work. Presents only work if you receive it. Someone can give me a present. If I don't open it, it's not really working. And so as we think about Christmas and the gift of God, what does it mean to unwrap the gift of God? What does it mean to unwrap the gift of Jesus? It means to open our heart, to ask God to reveal even more his love for each one of us. The Bible tells us that there's the, the most powerful thing in the universe is the love of God. And it reminds us that nothing will separate us from the love of God. Only a closed heart. And so as we come to an end, as we think back upon 2019, we come with thankful hearts because everything good that has happened in our life has come from God. And everything not so good that has happened in our life, God has given us the strength to endure. And so we come with a thankful heart. And we come with a reminder, with a declaration that we need more of him in our life. We need more of him in our heart. So let me pray this blessing over you. If I can have, invite you to close your eyes. 
And maybe you're here this morning and you haven't taken that opportunity at any particular time to open your heart to Jesus. Here, you have that opportunity. Book of Revelation says, Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If you open your heart, I will come in and I will be with you. So if you're here this morning and you want to take that opportunity, you want to receive that invitation, you want to open the door of your heart and say, Jesus, my Saviour, come in, renew me, restore me, remove my sin. Is there anybody here this morning, whilst every eye is closed, I'm going to invite you just to lift your hand and we'll say a prayer. And your life will never be the same. Thank you. You can put your hand down. Thank you. Is there anyone else here this morning? Jesus, I need you. I receive you anew at this Christmas. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Let me pray this prayer. Jesus, at this Christmas, I receive you anew. Clothe me, shower me in your love. I thank you for the forgiveness of my sins, won for me by the blood on the cross. I ask, I receive your forgiveness and your eternal life. And I pray that in the name of Jesus. And church, let me pray this blessing as we head off. From the book of Ephesians, chapter 3, verse 14. I pray that out of the glorious riches of our Heavenly Father, that he will strengthen each one of you with power through his Holy Spirit and in your inner being, that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith, that you would be rooted, that you would be established in love, that you would have the power together with all the Lord's holy people to grasp how wide and long and high and deep is the love of Christ. And particularly at this Christmas, to know this love that surpasses knowledge, that you would be filled to the measure of all the fullness of God. And so, Lord, now receive our thanks for to you, who is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine, according to the power that is at work within in us. To you be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations, forever and ever. Amen. Thanks so much for joining us today on this podcast. We encourage you to let this word further help you live and share the life to the full that Jesus gives. If you want to check out more of our upcoming events, service times, locations, or to give online, head to c3hh.com.au forward slash give. 